KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. This person asks very nicely. I know it's not a shout-out Friday, but can I please get a shout-out for my brother who is a diehard Tolo? He just got accepted to a technical school to get his Cisco CCNA. Nice. That's that's awesome. He is a high school dropout. <laughs> not no. that. He is a drop high school dropout and trying to better himself. Says, I'm proud of you, Justin. And that is from Zach. Congratulations on that. And congratulations to everyone listening, because now you get the C block starring Corey Majors. I was I was very close to getting my CCNA, by the way. I oh. used when I used to work in the computer world and I had to get all the Microsoft like uh administrative stuff. I had to be an I was an engineer. There are all these things. It was great, made gr- really good money, and said I was bored and I wanted to come to do this. But and I navigated my way here, so that's awesome. For anybody that did that, man, like my cousin, he's he runs a network for a computer company or for a, a hospital Whoa. in uh, in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Myrtle Beach area. He does he loves his job, and for for people that love that kind of stuff, man, that is that is an awesome uh, uh, certification that he's about to get. And you working in tech is also responsible for one of my favorite office jokes ever. When that guy is drinking coffee and he goes, "I just installed Java." I think that's hilarious. PowerPoint. Thanks, Mike. That was <laughs> really, Mike, I just really wanted to know. Money today, Mike. Mike like pointed at me and said PowerPoint, so he was saying that his point was a PowerPoint. I guess. Nice work, Mike. I'm Mike proud of you. All right. Would y'all like the universal topic or the Micah topic first? Micah. Are you talk about the Milwaukee Bucks again? No, that no, was a mistake. I had no clue that was today's show. <laughs> um, no, that is not. I don't okay. think we're going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I will start with the Micah Parsons topic then. Micah Parsons <laughs> snap counts according to John Mashoda. Everybody saw this this morning. I did. Last year, Mike, 374 snaps in the defensive line. He had 498 snaps at linebacker. He had 13 and a half sacks. Uh, that was not in Mashoda's right. notes, by the way. You've done extra research. This year, 738 snaps on the defensive line, 171 snaps at linebacker, 13 sacks. That means he had half a sack less with more attempts as a defensive edge. Did we get the best out of Micah Parsons based on those those stats and those stats alone? Because my biggest wonder about that is for two-thirds of the season, I think you did. But then it's much like, you know, how the running game, they're like, oh, might not pay off early, but you just watch. Is I feel like you saw the reverse run game effect right here. Yep. The first two-thirds of the season, more opportunities led to more finishes and him being the leader for defensive player of the year. But now the flip side was how tired his body got or broken or not broken, but like how worn down it got. And so I guess I will say no because of the numbers you presented. I think you got a little bit better Micah Parsons this year. It's just the expectations kept going up and up and up as the season progressed. And yes, his production did go down. I mean, that's obvious because he even talked about it with Von Miller. I do think listening to that, Next year, I think, I don't know, it matters if Dan Quinn is here or not, that they're going to go in between those two numbers. Okay. They're actually going to go, all right, we probably overused him at defensive end this year, and we underused him in his rookie year, and we probably need to go in between. Because if if you don't, if you want him to play this position, if you want a 2022 to be like 2023, he has to put on 15 to 20 pounds mm-hmm. in the offseason. And I don't know 
I ask you guys, do you want Micah Parsons to lose a little bit of his speed no. to add 15 to 20 pounds to be more of a defensive end body? No, I love the speed. Yeah. I, so if you're going to say stay at 245 or just put on five pounds, I think you have to take him off of that defensive end and go in between those two numbers. That is the strategy I believe I would also employ. I hear it for Erlocker's sense is he wants to get paid, but... Last year would I be 2021, yeah. correct? Correct. Cowboys had 41 sacks. Okay. This year they have 54. Whew. So I guess then my uh, my next question is, was he? did he create more sack production just by being the edge? I think for sure he did. I think you can look at Dorrance Armstrong and maybe even Sam Williams. I know we'll like learn more it's about Sam Williams as his career goes on, but I think you can say that for Dorrance Armstrong is – but that is another number that that's an impressive number, Corey. But do you know, for most of the year, the Cowboys were leading or second yeah. in sack count. Yep. And then what did the Eagles finish up with? 71? Yeah, it like, fell off the planet, dude. It, it really did. And that is a concern going into Monday. And around that time, I do believe maybe it was me and Reggie were doing the show. And around the, you know, we were kind of discussing sacks and where they where they'd gone and everything. And some people were like, "Look, sacks don't matter, man. It's pressure." I agree, pressure matters. But when you're getting sacks, yeah. you love them. Like, you, you, like when you're getting it, it's when you when you lose it. That's when you go, "Crap, where did it go?" And a lot yeah. of people started panicking about it. And your pressure didn't win the game for you against Jacksonville. A sack would have. Right. Like a sack would have stopped Trevor Lawrence right then, but they did. They weren't able to get home. So. I know it's a little bit different, Corey. But to baseball, a double's great, but it doesn't score a run. Mm-hmm. A home run scores a run. And so it's like, but he had 36 doubles, and that does put pressure does. on the pitcher to now get the next guy out or the next two guys out so that guy doesn't score from second. But we value the home run more, which we should because it's an automatic run. Yeah. And that's the sack. It's like the pressure does cause the quarterback to think quicker, to make a decision quicker, to maybe make a bad decision. Runner on second can create a pitcher to make a worse pitch, but it doesn't mean that it actually caused that. You have to then go to what was the result of the pressure? Yep. Yeah. No, and that's that's where you the, know the result of the sack, a <laughs> negative play. Yeah. We yeah. don't know the result of the pressure. Yeah. The and that's why I mean you want both. If you're just if you have if you're getting sacks, if you have a player that like you got one dude, he's really good at getting sacks. The rest of the team can't get pressure. Quarterbacks can navigate the pocket a lot of times and hold that guy to maybe three sacks in a game, right? Sure. But you, you definitely want the combination of the the overwhelming pressure from your defensive 100%. front. Now, the I guess the other question is because I did hear Zach Wolchuk bring this up yesterday, and it, it was a it wasn't even a full topic. It was kind of a a note in the conversation. Micah might be, or maybe he was even in, in crosstalk. Micah might be better suited for a 3-4 defense. Would you, at this point, I don't know that you're built there. And Dan Quinn did say, look, our base is a 4-3, but we're really a 3-4 defense. And our, yeah. you know, there's all these things that you're right. matching up. Like The flexibility to be a multiple type of defense puts you in great situations in a lot of places. When people go tempo on you, that's where you kind of get hurt a little bit because now they're speeding you up. You're not able to get your transitions, the right guys on the field, the right personnel. So that could be a problem sometime. Would you say you hope the next coordinator, if Dan Quinn is not here, can continue to be multiple or for the sake of you maximizing Micah Parsons, 
we should probably change our defense a little. And I definitely get that question. I would say I'm not going to change just for Micah. I would go back and analyze the rest of the personnel or in a, even if you have to look at it after the draft or maybe what you do impacts the draft. I'm not a big proponent of forcing a fit. Gotcha. You know, like if the rest of the, if you look at your rest of your personnel and you're like, you know what? We have a whole bunch of personnel that would be really damn good in the three, four, then like rock on, let's do it. I'm not making a change just for Micah. All right. And now for my universal topic. Okay. Have y'all seen Josh Hart's tweet? No. The basketball player, Mike. Oh, that's a comedian. The and does he play? Yeah, the <laughs> Pelicans. Hart? Josh Hart, the Pelicans. He tweeted this out, and I think this is this connects with a lot of us. I can play 35 minutes in an NBA game and be good, but I'll always be out of breath going up steps. Yeah. I mean, we Kevin, we've had we have yeah. 11 floors to go up, and at nights we would walk steps every single night. Yeah. It was around floor seven. That I would always be like, why did I make this stupid decision? I still have four more flights of stairs to get up. I don't, why is it stairs are the most, like, they will wear you out. And that's a good question. I think it's oxygen. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It hits so many. <laughs> when we're talking about levels of the defense, it hits so many different levels of your body. Yes. Right? Like, it hits your calves because you're just push, push, push. It hits your lungs. Yep. Because you're out of breath and just overall your body, it just, you get exhausted. And I remember how annoyed I would get at the littlest things in the stairwell. And I was like, what the F is that Kit Kat wrapper there for yeah. the last two weeks? Yeah. Which is like not a there reasonable thing. There was always take. like three, cr- three crickets just dead yes. on the eighth floor. I'll tell you the hardest cardio I've ever done. And I forget what it's called. But it's like on this almost mountain climbing machine where your hands are here and yes. you're doing this and your legs are going at the same time. And sometimes oh, yeah, your yeah. arms start getting tired because you're using your arms too much. So then you use your legs and then everything starts burning down there. And you're just like, <laughs> it is that makes it sound worse. the hardest cardio I've ever done. And there would be guys that I would work out with and our trainers would go, you have to sprint on that for 30 seconds. So and they would it would show you like how many... I don't know how many, I guess flights you would go, even though you're not climbing stairs, but you'd have to just pump that thing for 30 seconds. And I mean, it was, you were completely and totally done what is, after that. Just real quick, Corey, I want to remind everyone. another set. One thirty tomorrow, <laughs> we will have Masterpiece of the Week if you really enjoyed Elements. It's going to be a good one. What is then, 877-881-1053, what is the, the, the workout or machine or whatever that you're just like, I, don't, I avoid it because I just can't do that to my body? Okay, can I answer that question slightly different? Because that's a great question. The my number one answer for someone else's body okay. is when they go to the weight that they can't do or aren't ready for. Yeah. I have seen that at the gym so many times. Is like they hit the weight that they're at, right? And uh-huh. but they gave it all they got, and then they move the pin down, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. don't do that. And then they just spend so much time like amping themselves up. And at this point, I'm invested. I'm like, 
I, I want you to be able to do it. I know you can't. Do you and, just stand? Hold on, you're on the bicycle probably, right? Yeah, like, either so you're on the bike there, okay. or sometimes I'll like adjacently lift weights. But yeah, <laughs> on the bike, it's all about like on the bike or the treadmill, finding things to distract me from the fact that I don't like what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and so if I'm like, all right, that, that fella's going to give it a go. He's not going to make it. He's going to give it a go. Or they add another plate on there, and I'm like, no, I saw the last set. Don't do that. I went, with, I went to the gym with Avery the other day, and he, we got on the uh, the the squat sled machine sure. or whatever. And he uh, he's like, what weight are you going to do? Because I want to make sure I do what it, uh, more than you. And I was like, all right. Uh, and I just put it on the, the bottom one and was like, that's all the weight that it'll hold. And I did that, and he was like, I can do it too. And then a, a about two, three hours later, he was like, my legs are just so sore. And I was like, you haven't worked out in a long time. You Probably should have thought about that. That's good. He learned a valuable lesson that day. Mm-hmm. You can't beat old man strength. Well, I mean, okay, that's sure. That's what I taught him. That That's a fair lesson as well. Old I man strength is a real thing. The lesson of not overexerting oh, ourselves yeah, or yeah. Just diving too far after you haven't <laughs> done something in a while. But, yeah, if you want to go old man strength, that's fine, too. Uh, from the 214, military press. That's the one that gets them. Somebody did say that the uh, the thrusters, it doesn't matter the weight. The thrusters are always going to be. That is. That's the up-downs, right? Isn't that yeah. what that is? Where you, you I don't go, know if the burpees are. Burpee, yeah. yeah, the burpees yeah. Is, is exhausting. It doesn't make any sense. You When you're a kid, you can just jump up all the time from any position in the world. You just hop up, and you're always okay. You're out of breath as an adult doing this. That's though. It's called the Versa Climber. That's the okay. one. That, that I saw was, a lot of people calling it the Jacob's Ladder, and I was like, like the movie? It could, but it's, uh, it's called Versa Climber that we'd uh, have to do, and that crushes you um cardio wise i think you should do that during a segment i would love this idea let's bring a versa climber into the studio problem is i just typed in like mountain climber machine and it came up versa climber and it is five thousand one hundred. Oh my gosh you know it'd be awesome if he typed that in and it just showed a mountain and it was like go climb a mountain yeah I think I would feel better about that, oddly. It was like on the Peloton is they have you, you can race regular people, or when I first tried it, you can race a computer person or like their version of a Peloton that was at the okay, hotel. Yeah. Okay. I was I was like, I'm going to beat this computer person. I remember that one. Yeah. That was fun. It was fun. Who's that one Peloton girl? We're the KNC Masterpiece. Send in your answers to Allie Corey. Love? 877-881-1053. Coming up next. He does the Brooklyn Nets game. We could talk to her about the Milwaukee Bucks. The uh, NBA midseason media survey. USC cheerleader. Does this make you feel any better about Kendall the Mavs? Kendall Gill, I think. Not we'll Kendall Gill. next on the fan. <laughs> We're teasing! It oh. is Kendall, yeah. have all been impactful. Oh, let's go ahead and cut that off. I appreciate that, Joey. We change things on the fly. Sometimes we do change things on the fly. You might not have been privy to this conversation. You did play the right audio that I had asked for before the show, so thank you very much for that. But we've become intrigued with a different concept. What? Did the world look like the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? Pangea. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> is that when all the countries were connected or all the, all continents, the continents were connected? Yes, that is correct. We were one. So <laughs> the. One world, one cause. The 1995 NFL season 
which concluded with the Cowboys defeating the Steelers on January 28th, 1996. So we have pulled together a hodgepodge of things that were happening in the world in 1995, 1996. Now in the sports world, the biggest story to be certain was not the Expos drafting Tom Brady in the Major League Baseball draft. What, in 96? That was in 96. Think. I I could see that. What a stupid franchise. It wasn't Nebraska winning the 95 National Championship or the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. It was... I was Dallas Morning News Player of the Year. <laughs> it was not. I was. You know what? What Do you remember your stats that led you to this I award? have that paper framed back when they put stuff like that in a paper. Yes. I want to say my batting average was 470 and my ERA was 0.6. Ooh. I mean, I was player of the year. I know, I player. get it. So you act like he I mean, that's still pretty damn good. Now, the biggest story in the sports world was in March of 1995, two words, I'm back for oh, Jordan Michael back. Jordan making his return. No wonder that dude could play so many games per year. He took time off. Yeah, the two years he knew he was going to lose. He's like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I'll just take these years off. <laughs> or he got kicked out of the NBA. He just hurt my feelings <laughs> on all good players. All dude, right. That was his version of load management. That is true. In 1995, Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise dominated... Oh! The airwaves. We are going to see. Him. I know. It was very sad that he died anyway, but even sadder, he was going to perform at Jared's Swinging for a Cause. And I mean, no disrespect to Bowling for Soup. They ended up putting on a great show, but it would have been super cool to see Coolio. However, also that year, the Grateful Dead broke up. But perhaps the most important thing that happened in With 1995. What'd you say? With Bill Walton? No, not, not that. The Macarena by but, Los uh, Del Rio right took over the entire world. Joey, do you know what the Macarena is? Or the Macarena is? Do you know what the Macarena is, let alone can you do the Macarena? I can do the Macarena. Shut your mouth. Yeah. I cannot. I don't know. Is this dun, 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 uh? I think you start with your hands uh, over. Uh, and then uh, flip the palms. Uh, Shoulders, and then you behind touch head. your butt. I just remember. Shake a little bit. I? And then there was a guy I played with in rookie ball called Juan Aracena. So we just changed it to Juan Aracena. And I hated him. He's a nice little kid. But he could run that stinking warrior run that we'd have to do. We'd have to make it in three minutes or less. And he'd do it in like two minutes. And I'm like, you MF'er. Like, I'm giving everything I have to make this in under three minutes and pretty much be at 258. And you're just like, boop, 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 done. There's a thousand yards for you in two minutes. I, I just want to point out a couple of things. Yeah. For people, first of all, that was amazing. And for people who ask, is your show scripted? I will say it again. Oh, yeah. We Every have word. topics. I knew that we were going to talk about Juan Aracena. Joey today. can tell you sometimes we change on the fly. There is no way in hell I thought or knew that Mike was going to say any of that. All right, Corey, we've got more, but I want to go back to you. Can you tell us other things that happened in the 95 96 era, the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl? This is the year of 1996, Kevin, okay. the technical year of the win, um, which is the best 
form of being correct. Usually, I agree with that. The there are I have cost of living, as well as other things that were going on in that time. Some events, Major League Soccer, first season. So Ooh, MLS, the Dallas Burn back in the day. Let it burn was the song that they also, used to play. Text in. It's not true. What was happening in your life in 95, 96, if you want to add to this conversation? That was where that guy Usher was making other women burn because of his um, disease. Also in 1996, Prince Charles and Diana divorced. Oh, no. The Nintendo 64 released. Nintendo 64 is badass. I Mad saw... cow disease took over the world. Oh, no. Or Britain, at least. And they were like, keep that in the UK. Mm-hmm. Don't bring that to our countries. From the 214, I'm doing the Macarena right now in my car. I hope you're at a stoplight or something, and you're not just driving and doing the Macarena, like, actively. The... The Federal Reserve Chairman, Alan Greenspan, questioned whether the stock market is overvalued at the time. Oh, thanks a lot, Jack Nuts. I bet everyone's 401k was pumped about that. Oh, the U.S. Dow Jones Industrial, including the Dow Jones Industrial Oil Average, yep, <laughs> gains at an incredibly right? <laughs> fast pace and ends the year over the 6,000 mark, Kevin. You had a W's and L's in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But just think about that. Cowboys win. Guess what's going to happen to the stock market? It's going to explode. Booyah. All right. Rainforests were destroyed. Oh, that feels like it could be a lot of years. I am learning a lot about our audience. About Juan Aracena? Not from about Juan Aracena. In 1996, I was in sixth grade. From the 469, I was two. From the 817, I wasn't born yet. What happened to the 325? Birth. From the 817, I was three. That happened for another 817. From the 972, I was one. This person from the 817 said they lost their virginity in that span. Good for you. You are a sophomore or freshman? 96? So 99 was when I graduated. So, yeah, I would have been my freshman freshman. year. Yeah, that would have been my my senior year. It was your junior year? Junior year. Yeah. Because you graduated in 96? Yes. Okay. DVDs launched that year in 1996. yes. The internet, like, there were about 20 million users on the internet in 96. So we didn't have a lot of them. You had to, you literally couldn't have a phone at home because you had to use the home line unless you got two lines. So it would take about 30 seconds to a minute to connect to the internet. And then you could only be on it for a limited amount of time because it then used up the phone was. And if somebody uh, picked up the phone, it, it would break you your from connection. This is crazy. Windows NT 4.0 released, which is wild to hear that. Internet Explorer 3, the web browser, oh. was released. And Ask Jeeves was formed, which led to the very popular phrase, let me go Jeeves it real quick. <laughs> not not that part, but I do remember when Ask Jeeves felt like a big deal. And then I don't remember when people just stop asking Jeeves. I guess we can look up Google's rise and figure that go, all let out. Let me go bing it. Um, I went four and two with a 2-2 ERA in the Appalachian League. Oh. And I was the left-handed all-star representative for the me, uh, Appy League. Let me ask you real quick. At that point, you'd won... Dallas Morning News Player of the Year. You'd go on in and wreck some shop in rookie ball. Did you think I'm going to be a badass? Yes. Okay. 100%. What was your peak? What was peak Mike then? Did you still treat people nicely? Some people say peak was high school, but you got to to play at the next level. Well, I mean, obviously the competition uh, obviously changed as I got older, but 
probably 2001 was my peak as a player slash pitcher, really just pitcher. I wasn't hitting then uh, because I was the Cleveland Indians uh, Bob Feller award winner. I was the minor league pitcher of the year and had a really good year that year. So you I was probably like at my best um, and people saw me as still having a pretty bright future. That's and, all, uh, that's by honestly by 2004. That's when that's how quick it can change from 2001 to 2004 is probably when most organizations gave up on me as a guy that could help them in the major leagues. Also in 1996, Kevin, global warming showed a record high. Your thoughts? Uh, Cost of living. <laughs> a loaf of bread was a dollar and 15 cents. The minimum hourly wage raised to five dollars and fifteen you cents. You see how much our president has helped change. That. Stop ga- it! A gallon of, about it. A gallon of petrol was two seventy. Is that gas? A gallon of gas was one dollar and twenty two cents. Oh man, I remember that time when like gas dipped below a dollar, and you just drive around because you're like, who cares? Average monthly rent. This is in 1996 hurt. was five hundred and fifty-four dollars. Oh. Mike McCarthy became the quarterbacks coach for the Kansas City Chiefs in 1995. That's right. So that's when it all started for him, huh? Maybe you don't know that. I don't. He's know He's a Pittsburgh that. guy, Kevin. Football was in his blood once he was born. Okay, have we learned that from the Hall of Fame voting? Somebody, yeah, <laughs> somebody texted in. Toy Story came out that year. That's a good point. Ninety-five, Toy Story Seven, and Apollo Thirteen all came out. Forrest Gump won Best Picture at the nineteen ninety-five Academy Awards. In nineteen ninety-six, Independence Day, the documentary about how we defeated the aliens, came out. Jerry Maguire also showed up, which uh, Mike, you brought up just the other day. As show we were- me the money. No, it was about when... DeMar Hamlin and how yeah. we were kind of sitting there like hoping that he would just pop up and everything would wanna, be fine. I always want to call the wide receiver in that Rob Moore. I know he's not Rob Moore. Rod Tidwell. Yeah. Was but Cuba he was Gooding a Jr. real Arizona wide yes. receiver. Cardinals. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the moment of when he's hurt and they have to go to commercial break versus the Cowboys. I remember that. Now... Did you have more from 95, Kevin? I was going to say, don't do the Macarena in your car. And somebody goes, Tolo here. I definitely saw that person, and they were not at a stoplight. Do not actively be driving while you're doing the Macarena. If you get to the stoplight and just start doing the Macarena, that could be enjoyable for people on either side of your car or perhaps behind you. In the car, for God's sakes, people. Kevin, the... Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at my 1996 rookie ball team. The average house price was $69,000. Good nice. Lord. Yeah, the uh, yearly infra- inflation rate in the no. U.S. What is it right now? Do you know? Eight and a half percent. Are you serious? Something like that. It was 2.93%. Like interest yeah. rates year-end Federal Reserve, 8.25%. Oh, wow. Well, interest rates are lower than that now, yeah, so, so there's some wild, good news. Wild change of events right there. And, yeah, you were pointing out movies in 96. You know, Twister was one of the dominators. Yeah. Uh, a Time to Kill, which you referenced yesterday. Yes. The Birdcage and The Nutty Professor. And... The English Patient, which may be yeah. the greatest movie. I don't that think I I've ever saw. seen that movie. I know it won a bunch of Academy Awards. I don't think I ever saw it. And Mike, might I put forth to you, like statistically, would you say your best year was 2006? Yes. Because that year you went 11 and 0 with a 2.79 ERA. Yeah. But at that point, nobody thought of. I'd been released by the Nationals in spring training, yeah. so I wasn't really thought of anymore as. Uh, you know, even though they're seeing that, they're like, he's done. 
He's 25 years old. Or in 2001, did you still think you were going to dominate? Yes. Yeah, I did. I thought I'm going to have a nice long career. And then I had a nice, you know, I did nice with uh, the Mets. Yeah. Uh, the next year. But unfortunately, you know, I didn't throw hard enough. And maybe, Kevin, the most significant thing that happened in 1996. Thank you to Walt the Barber for tweeting this to us. Corey and Topanga broke up. Oh, man. Which was the worst day of my life, losing her. That's Did not, they break up in college or in high school? I don't even remember. I exactly. thought it was both. Yeah. And then I remember there was this oh, thing. And then that guy from the Wonder Years started doing bad things to her in college and then put it on her. Do you remember that episode? What? That he was a professor oh. and then was like, I want to date you and do other things to you. Yeah. And then when that didn't happen, then he like flunked her and then said she did all these oh, horrible things. Not cool. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Fred. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, I guess unfortunately. Isn't I, Fred Savage and the kid who played Boy Meets ben World? Ben Savage. Yeah. Aren't they brothers? Yeah. I think some stuff not that long ago came out about Fred Savage that's maybe not like super awesome. So, yeah, those are those are all of the things that were happening in the world the last time the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. You know what I learned? We have a lot of Tolos, and I'm very sad for them. They didn't get to see any of that because they either weren't born yet or were like three years old and don't remember it. So, Cowboys, let's get things done. Coming up next, it's time for our chit-chat with the fellows from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now, courtesy of DM Leasing. It is time for our chit chat with the fellas from the G Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. How is your head doing? It's amazing. Uh, thank you. Um, I think I'm going to stick with this look. The, uh, the only challenge is going to be to get somebody to trim the neck a little bit. Okay. You know? Um, but yeah, I'm okay with this. You know, I when the pandemic started, I grew my hair out, and I've been meaning to go short with it. Um, so this was just the push in the right direction that I needed. Man, that's one of my favorite pastimes in high school. Just me and my brothers, we would shave our own heads, and then every couple of weeks, one would help the other shave their uh, shave their their necks. It's great. Not oh. not not to the skin. Yeah, I think it was usually like a one, like a one. Okay. Now, are both you and Woolchuck just going to grow your beards back out? I mean, I know the process has begun. Certainly, that's the intent. Uh, Woolchuck is rapidly catching up to me, if you can see. I mean, by the end of the I show can. that we cut his beard, yeah. it was already like, hey, might you need another go. shave? Uh, so, But that's that's what happens when you're the wooly bully and you've had a beard. Like, for his 10th birthday, he got his first razor. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Just for his face. I was like the Grinch in school. You know, they they just gave me uh, a razor for Hanukkah, and all the kids made fun of me when I showed up to school and I had little patches because I cut myself shaving. Is that your origin story? It's my origin story. And then oh. I went up to little Whoville Mountain and lived by myself. Mm-hmm. Since then, he's been a bitter green man. I hate Hanukkah. I hate it. Let's go ahead and mark that just in case. <laughs> I don't know. You never know if, when we'll need it. Yeah. We're glad we have it. 
All right. Now, we were talking about this earlier, or talking about, obviously, everything leading into Cowboys-Tampa. The spread is two and a half. What do you think the public is betting thus far? Because I got some money on that. I got some info there. I mean, it seems like like my common sense would say that everybody would be betting the Brady as a home dog in the playoffs. But then every time I turn around, somebody else has a who wins the game poll, and it's 50-plus percent. Everybody's picking the Cowboys. So I, I honestly don't know, but it should be Brady home dog. That's a no brainer. Nation's going to back Tampa. They're going to take Tampa and the points at home is what they say. Fifty-eight percent of the cash is coming in on the Buccaneers. Hey, yeah. Oh, fifty-six percent. Oh, there it is. That I agree. That was an excellent guess right what there. No, I got he hit it. the over. Is perfect. 56% of the money is very com- climactic for me. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you guys mm-hmm. for uh we're glad that y'all are here while we finish our show. There you go. Is well done. 56% of the money is what on the happened? under <laughs> and 61% of the money is on the money line is coming in on the bucks, which makes sense to me. Like if yeah. you're going to bet the money line, I think you might as well bet the spread for the Cowboys. Yeah, get some value going on there. Uh you know, for me, of course, this is unfortunate. I needed a get-right game because my hopes about the team was already at an all-time low for the season going into Washington. Yeah. So now after that game, I'm even lower. And I hate this. You know, uh, hopefully the first quarter uh, proves me wrong, but I think Tampa should be favored in this game. Okay. I think I think it's, uh, even though it's, they're it's, not it's one of the bets of the year still at two and a half. Okay. Do you, how does the rest of the team feel? I, uh, I think we talked about this at Rally House two weeks ago, and and I thought that the Cowboys would probably be favored by three. The Cowboys, it's not surprising to me that the Cowboys are favored. They've been the better team consistently throughout the season. They're just not playing as well right now. So I'm not surprised that the Cowboys are favored. Not playing as well as who? The Bucks? No, just overall as a team. So I, the, the, and the fan base should have doubt, right? I, I think we're all just jaded. We expect the worst come playoff time as Cowboy fans. It, th- this stuff usually does not go right for us. There's something off with the team always, whether it's the running game. Something's yeah. broken. The defense isn't playing as well. The quarterback just had one of his worst games we've ever seen him play. So all of these things are going to make you feel like there's no way they're going to win this football game. But I do think the Cowboys should be favored. I just would, if I had to bet, I'd probably take Brady as a home dog at home. Yeah, The, 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 the home, home dog at home is the huge thing. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> thing, the thing, it it's, it really comes down to how you feel about the two quarterbacks. Because yeah. you're, you're right about I mean, because, you know, if Dak has not thrown, say, a quarter of these interceptions, we'd be talking about, well, Dak's played well. I yeah. mean, Dak's, you know, look at the numbers, look at the yeah. metrics. Everybody likes to throw those things at you. And, you know, but every time that he, even after victories, they were asking him about the interceptions, you know. And that's happened seven straight times. So that I think that's why people are, to me, that's why Tampa would be favored, in my opinion, you know, your court, yeah, Tampa's had, Tampa had a game where they had back-to-back games. San Francisco and Cincinnati had seven turnovers. Yeah. And cool. early in the season, they hadn't had many turnovers. But that's kind of where you're at right now. I think this all this betting is coming down to the quarterback, you know, and, and which quarterback you feel like could play better in this game. Outside of just quarterback, who are the play? Who's the player or players that scare you from? You, Tampa? you guys are right about the the Godwin thing, and I and personally, if I'm the Cowboys, I travel digs with him. I, I'm going to take my chances with Evans in this football game. Do you think they might? I, I'm not going to let. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely, you would. You know, to me, when you watch 
Tampa play on tape, that's Brady's guy is him. Now, you know, with Evans, you know, he's capable of making plays. Sure, we saw it last week, but you brought it up. You know, six touchdowns for the year. Three of them happened last week. Yeah, and, seven and interceptions. There's far more drops by him and misplays the balls than the other guy. And that guy caught a hundred, over 100 balls this year. So you, you kind of have an idea what, what direction Brady's going to throw that ball. I would try and take Godwin out of the game because I think he's the harder guy. I think Evans lines up on the outside and is a vertical player. I, I need the guy that's – I mean, I need to carry a guy that's going to run all over the field. That's that's what I need to take away. See, and I, I would be the opposite. It, it's Mike Evans that still scares me the most because he, he – I think what he does well is the big plays that kill you. Godwin's going to be hurting you, and and he do, and he's done it all season, and the Patriots don't score many points. And then when Mike Evans has three catches for 150 yards and three touchdowns, all of a sudden, here we go, we're scoring 24 to 30 points. To me, that's the guy that can kill you. And right now, the right side, like quarterbacks yeah. are going down the right sideline like it's no problem. And it's not quarterbacks Tom Brady, it's quarterbacks Josh Dobbs, well, what you, Sam Howell, yeah. Gardner Minshew, Davis Mills. What you like, do? That's what it's been, Matt Ryan. Yeah, you stand that, that scares me. You stand that safety over on uh, you shade that safety to his side. If they want to play a vertical game with Evans and just run, I'm shading Hooker to that side of the field. Whoever's playing over there, I kind of think Xavier uh, Xavier Rhodes Rhodes is going to get some uh, some play in this game. Huh. I really do because he's got the length and he's got the toughness. He's a veteran guy. You know, which would you rather? You know, you, are you going to die with right out there and all that? I mean, I Mike. I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see Rhodes play some. Is there of this any game. physical shape concern if you're throwing Rhodes? He can't out there? run. That's okay. that's the All biggest. Right. The biggest problem with him is that everybody in the league says, "Listen, it's a tough guy. He's a veteran guy. He's got the length. He's got the size. He doesn't run as well as he once did." At least he's been on a roster, right? He was with well, the Bills. Yeah, no. The the shape stuff is. Yeah, he's he's that. That's not what you're going to worry about. What you worry about is. If, if, if he misses at the line of scrimmage, if they're playing press, and I wouldn't, I, you know, the thing about Brady, the reason the ball gets out quick, I'd make every contested, every pass a contested play, yeah. whether it's defensive holding, passing, whatever, you know, maybe you get catch a break in a playoff game where they don't call it, you know, and so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not going to let these guys have free access. You gave them free access last time you played, and, you know, Julio Jones and those guys killed you, uh, you know, with making plays down the field on you. Maybe at one name that we haven't talked about a lot uh, that, that I would watch out for is Rashad White yep. out of the backfield. You know, Brady loves to do that. Check down Charlie, and that's Screens. been a, that's been a yeah, absolutely. That's been a calling card throughout his career, and he started to come on from the second half of the season as a rookie. I don't know how much run he'll get out of the backfield. They'll probably still focus on Leonard Fournette, but out in in terms of as a short passing game, White is definitely a guy that can beat you. Heggy, and you're absolutely right. I was listening to you guys earlier today. You're right about don't let them run the ball on you. Yeah. That would be the most demoralizing thing. And yes. also, and that's what beat you in week one. It wasn't Brady being Brady. It was the fact that they were able to get perimeter runs and they took advantage of digs over there. And they took advantage of Dorrance Armstrong's first start. And they just hammered that edge over there. And then all of a sudden they knew that Diggs wasn't going to step up and make plays. Now that you got Hankins, he wasn't in the first game, but Hankins will be able to hold your line inside and then allow Vanderish and Clark yes. to run to the outside. That's what you're going to need in this football game. I think as very astute observations in the return of Bland or the apparent return of Bland yeah. has me feeling better going into Monday, although I definitely understand the problems that y'all brought up as well. 
What do you uh, find, gentlemen, got coming up on the program today? Pure gold as always, Haggy. Thanks for asking. Yes. It is a Thursday at uh, 445. Demarcus Lawrence is going to join us. Ooh, looking. Maybe 430. Get there early today. We'll do you call him the other Demarcus on y'all's show? Uh, Didn't you have wear? We haven't done that. Maybe we'll, that'll come yeah, up no, today. No, that, that happened yesterday. You know, Chief messed it up. No, I was the, listening. It was a good yeah, interview, he, No, he messed it up. He Thanks, said Mike. it was Lawrence. He okay. called him Lawrence. So did you hear me say Demarcus Lawrence? You know what? Because I've probably messed that up myself. You didn't even it, catch it. it. I don't think it, it it didn't register. But then when you pointed it out, I'm like, oh, he might have done that. I But I, it didn't immediately register that you said Demarcus Lawrence. I don't Let's, want to we micromanage. Have that We're going to call him where today. But get this, ready. Yeah. This is a radio station. You could probably just go back and check the tape, right? Yeah, that's true. We don't have any tape. I'm going to do that on your Milwaukee Bucks things. <laughs> just to confirm. You got me on <laughs> that. <laughs> I absolutely said, what players in the Milwaukee Bucks? What a I was bold. Going, I was like, okay, I'm following, but, but what a not bold really. segment for noon. Did you, watch really, <laughs> did you watch him in Atlanta last night? Yeah. Is that why you did it? I was like, we're really going to counter program. Yeah. Yeah. I went straight to my Jeeves to figure out what was going on there. I got to ask Jeeves. Roll home with the G-Mag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece Maker way back with us tomorrow 10 a.m to 2 p.m right here on 105.3 the fan say good night kevin good night kevin say good night.